So, so this happened at 9 too, but I just got to point it out again. You guys like totally crack me up. I'm, I'm sitting there, we're watching Gwen's video, and then she lights that tea bag on fire. And, and I swear, like eight people around me, as soon as it like went up, they went, oh, oh, like most amazing, Christ is risen. Mm. But the tea bag goes up, you know. <laughs> Guys, again, happy Easter and, and so glad that you're here. I want to talk to you today about what this day we call Easter is all about. Because here's the thing. God is at work in this world. It doesn't always seem like it. It doesn't always look like it. You can't always perceive it. Probably a lot of times you even wonder, is he working at all? But God's promise is that he's working. God is working to this Day. God is at work in this world, often behind the scenes in the most imperceptible ways. But sometimes when God does something, he does something so unexpected and new that when you come face to face with it, you just can't compute it might have been something that you were even told. Something that you were taught. Something that you think you understand. But then when it actually happens, it's like you're coming face to face with something for the very first time. And it is so outside the realm of expectation that you don't even know how to handle it. And sometimes when God does something new like that, it changes everything. That's what that first Easter Sunday was all about. When those women gathered those spices and went to the tomb, they did not expect a risen Messiah. They were going to anoint the dead body of a loved one, of a friend. Because make no mistake, Jesus was dead. I mean, they, they saw it. They were there. They experienced it with their own eyes. They saw the horrible brutality that was thrust upon him that no human being could ever survive. They were there when he cried out with his last breath and breathed his last and body went limp. They were there when that Roman soldier shoved a spear up in Jesus' side just to make doubly sure he was dead. And they were there to take him down off that cross. It wasn't some medical team that came in or the coroner that took care of it. No, they took him down, pulled out the nails, carried his lifeless body, bloodied by it upon them, limp in their arms, no hearse, no coffin. They laid it in the tomb. 
and watch that stone close shut. They experienced his death more firsthand than many of us ever will. And when those women went to that tomb on Easter Sunday, they did not go expecting what Easter is about. No, they were going to see a dead man and to pay their final respects because make no mistake, they saw it, they knew it. Jesus was dead. And when those disciples were huddled in that room, it wasn't because they thought that the cross was some kind of victory. No, sometimes you come face to face with something that is so outside the realm of expectation, so different, so new, that when you experience it, you just don't know how to process what's before you. And it didn't matter that Jesus told them again and again and again that this was going to happen. Over and over, he told his disciples, now you realize I have to go to Jerusalem. We're going there and I'm going to be handed over and I'm going to suffer and I'm going to die. And three days later, I'm going to rise again. Oh, okay, Jesus. And they nod their heads. Because the words make sense. But until you actually see it, until you're actually there, well, sometimes no matter how many times you're told, until you're face to face with it, it just doesn't compute. But when you are finally there in its midst, it changes everything. And what changed everything that Easter morning was that instead of a dead man, there was an empty tomb and Jesus risen from the dead. Who would have ever seen it coming? Now here at FOF, we believe that God has good news that changes everything. And why, honestly, that good news sounds like bad news on the lips of so many people who claim to be Christian is beyond me. But God gives good news. And the Bible gives good news. And the good news is this, that Jesus has risen from the dead. Christ is risen. All right, all right. The teabag goes up. Yeah! Christ is risen. <laughs> all right. We need to practice. All right? So, who is here for Palm Sunday? All right. The rest of you, you're going to catch up. Do you remember this? Ana Yahweh Hoshiana. Ana Yahweh Hatzlichana. Right? When you say Christ is risen, you answer he is risen indeed. You got it? You got it? Now you need to make sure you say it loud enough that they can't hear anymore and don't know when to start. But you've got to make sure that as loud as they go, you, you put them in their grave. 
all right? You put them in their grave. And we're going to see how this goes. Now, now one technique. Some of you are into this hallelujah thing, hallelujah. No, 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 hallelujah in this, all right? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. You, you do your hallelujahs on your own time, all right? Do we think we have it? And what I want you to do is I want you to say it like it means something. Not like we're showing up at church on Sunday and doing what we're supposed to do because it's Easter Sunday. Not like this is the prescribed ritual by which the church has operated for the last 800 years. No, this is a war cry. This is the cry of people in hopeless situations, knowing that there is a God who reaches down and saves. This is the chant and the proclamation that no matter what comes this world's way, Christ is bigger than it, bigger than death itself, and that changes everything. Let it get in your bones. Let it seep deep in and, and own it. Steve, do you think they need to stand up? Then, oh, okay, now, 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 now we, we, no, whack-a-mole style, whack-a-mole style, when you're doing your chant, this is just getting worse and worse, isn't it? <laughs> when you're doing your chants, you're up on your feet, and you're not telling me, you're telling them, all right? You shouted, you shouted over them like you are shouting the presence of God upon them, and then you, when they finish, boom, return. We're going to try it three times, all right? Christ has risen. He is risen indeed. Christ has risen. He is risen indeed. Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. Alleluia's are on your own time. It needs to swell. All right? So number two needs to be bigger than number one. Number three needs to be bigger than number two. And like a good teacher, if not, we'll just have to practice again. All right? Stage left. You think you got it? That left? Yeah. <laughs> Stage right, you think you got it? Are you ready? Are you ready? Do you know what the amazing thing about Christ is? Even if you're not ready, he's working anyway. One, two, three. I think I heard a rebel over here, though, kind of sneaking hallelujahs on the way. And you know what that is? It's fun to say on Easter Sunday, right? It's fun to get into. But do you know where the power of that phrase lies? When your doctor tells you you have cancer. When you're standing at the coffin of your loved one. When the world is spinning apart around you. And because of the power of God, you can say with confidence, defiance, and hope into the middle of it, Christ is risen. Alleluia. <laughs> it's in that moment that what God did in history by raising his son, Jesus, from the dead comes to mean everything. And it's when you come face to face with the risen Christ that nothing, nothing will ever be the same again. The good news of God is that Jesus is risen from the dead 
The dawn of a new age. The firstborn of a resurrection to come. The new creation at hand and the unfolding of all that God has sought to do for this world that is spiraling down, filled with corruption and hurt. It is the beginning of God's revolution of restoring and renewing, of making all things new. This world that he loves and the people in it, and that includes you. To reduce the gospel, the good news, to anything less than the resurrection is to make it something it is not. Worse, it's to make this a sham, a joke. At best, the most colossal waste of time, and at worst, the biggest deception. Paul himself, who came face to face with the risen Christ, this man who hated Jesus and everything he stood for, but then came face to face with the risen Christ and was never the same again. He himself writes, if Christ is not raised from the dead, our faith is futile. And we of all people are most to be pitied. Worse, we are proven to be liars and make God out to be a liar who promised us, but Christ is raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, for just as death came through a man, so the resurrection also comes through a man. And as in Adam all die, so in Christ, you can be made alive. And that is what Easter is about. That's what this church is about. That is what Christianity is about. Because let me tell you, contrary to what you may have been told or have come to believe, Christianity is not a set of ideas. It's not a philosophy or a worldview. It's not an ethic or a standard to live by. It isn't a moral code. It isn't some kind of emotional support. It isn't a political agenda. It isn't self-help therapy. No, it gives energy to those kinds of things. It gives direction to those kinds of things. It brings correction to those kinds of things. But at its core, Christianity is something so much more. Christianity is about an event. An event that changed human history and by which human history will never be the same again. And that those who believe it will thank God never be the same either that Jesus Christ, three days later, rose from the dead and that changed everything. And just so this is completely clear, just so there's no confusion on this, just so there's no sense of like we're talking past each other here, when I say he has risen from the dead, what I am not saying is that he died and his spirit went to heaven. I'm not saying that his body stayed in the ground and his, and his spirit went to be with the Lord. I'm not saying that Jesus' body was there, but his, like, he's come to live in our hearts. 
No, I'm saying that he came back. And I don't mean get the paddles, clear, boom. No, something more than that. Stronger than death. More alive than life. Transformed. Powerful. And renewed. Christianity is about Easter, and Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus is about God ushering in his new creation and his new age, because God yearns to, redo- to, to, to restore and redeem every aspect of who you are, no matter how broken you might be. And God yearns to redeem and restore every aspect of this world, no matter how broken it might be. God is in the renewal line of work. And Isaiah, the prophet, spoke of this new creation all over the place. Let me read a few of these passages to you this morning. Look at what he says. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing, God says. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? He writes, from now on I will tell you of new things, of hidden things unknown to you. He writes, behold, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but only a few days. Or an old man who does not live out his years. He who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere youth. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat straw like an ox. They will neither harm nor destroy. On all my holy mountains, says Yahweh, yes, I am making everything new. And I love what the Apostle Paul has to say. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone, no matter who you are, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come, the work of God is to offer you something new, a life that is new. And renewed. But maybe you're here today. And maybe you even believe this. You've heard it. You've been taught it. And you even feel like you understand it. But you don't feel new. It's Easter and you're supposed to be happy. But the reality is, 
you feel anything but. That new is the furthest word in the lexicon from describing you old, worn, broken. Seem to better fit. You're here. And the world is opening back up. And it's filled with excitement and anticipation. And dare I say even joy, but the reality is your mom is still dead. Your grandpa is still dead. The economy is coming back to life, they say. And there are signs on the horizon, but the reality is you're still out of work. And the house, if it's not already, is going to be gone. And you just don't see a way around it. That it's Easter. And you're still depressed. She's still leaving you. You're still sick. Or even just still struggling. Struggling with all the uncertainties of life in this world and the anxieties and fear it brings as people have struggled with since the beginning. And you find that as good as these things are, all the pastels and all the Easter eggs and all the ham in the world just aren't an anecdote for a broken, wounded soul. And the only hope that I found in this is not by looking in here for the answers. By looking in here to get this right, to get this better, to get this improved. No, the more I find that I look in here, the deeper and the darker the abyss happens to get. No, the only hope that I have found in the midst of this is not in here, but it's out there. And it's not just in a something, but in a someone. That Jesus Christ rose from the dead and that that, that changes everything. That no matter what you feel right now, no matter what you're facing right now, guess what? Jesus rose anyway. And all of your struggles, no matter how big they might be, it don't change that one bit. That he rose anyway. It's done. It's finished. It's accomplished. God is doing his work and nothing will stop that. And no matter what you feel or what you face, there is hope, life, and renewal in him. 
For 2,000 years, people have been coming face to face with the work of God in his son, Jesus. And by the power of the resurrection, crying out, Christ is risen! He is risen because that, that, and that alone changes everything. And I want you to hear this, each and every one of you. Those of you who love God deeply, those of you who don't. Those of you who are committed to God, those of you who are not. Those of you who delight in God and those of you who are angry with him, done with him, apathetic towards him, or even denying him. He invites each and every one of you to be born again, to be born anew, to come face to face like those women did at the tomb, face to face like those disciples did, and face to face like so many people have since with Jesus the resurrected one and in it to find God's hope. To find God's hope of new. I invite the band to come on stage. There's a song they're going to lead us in. It captures it. Hey, make it, uh, make it your cry of faith, your cry of hope, your prayer to God, Lord, <laughs> make me new. God bless.